Counselors, approach the bench. I have no further witnesses, Your Honor. Curiosity, I'm allowing this freak show to continue. Your Honor, I'd like to ask for a recess. Overruled. Do you swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth, so help you God? Welcome to Movie Mistrial. The podcast where we examine the IMDb Top 250 and anger a million people with our bad faith arguments. My name is Johannes. And I am Raji. Today, we're talking about another film on the list. Brian Singer's 1995 mystery crime thriller, The Usual Suspects. The Usual Suspects was released on August 16th, 1995, starring Kevin Spacey, Giancarlo Esposito, and Susie Amos. Before we get intimidated by Kaiser Sose, I gotta ask you, great viewers, to make sure to leave a review for this podcast on your favorite podcast platform. Give us a thumbs up. Tell your friends. Tell us how we're doing. And how's your week been? Eh, it's been okay. I think uh, for the most part, you know, Christmas time, New Year time, we're enjoying good uh, wine in here in Germany. Um, glue vine and uh, Christmas markets. Yes, yes, I envy you so much, <laughs> so so much. That's the best. That's the best thing. It's cold, but you keep warm with uh, the help of beverages that are warm yes. and filled with alcohol, uh, <laughs> which is a surprisingly good combination. Uh, and the food is fantastic too. Uh, so I envy you. I am here in the Bay Area, still hanging out doing doing the thing you know uh, but yeah at least you're warmer than we are <laughs> <laughs> yes 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 um yeah i mean december is always a, a a busy month um uh, it's my birthday in december and then wedding anniversary and christmas and all these things so um yeah <laughs> it's always busy it's always a busy month I'm, well i'm happy for you too and uh good good times Yes. Good times ahead. Yes. All right. Well, usual suspects. Um, be- before we started recording, we kind of looked at uh, like how much this movie cost. It was like five point five million. Uh, yeah, we no. were kind of on opposite ends of the spectrum. Right? Like it, like you think it looks that that it only cost five point five million. I do think. I mean, for that price, they they got their money's worth. I, I don't think it looks like terribly cheap. I don't necessarily think that it looks cheap. I just think that they used very enclosed uh, areas. Basically, it was in an office scene, a shipyard, mostly enclosed rooms. Um, It felt like a theater play every once in a while when all the characters were in this particular scene. There There were no major transitions. It was just transition back to the place where the person is talking, transition to the room where they're going to be in. So in that sense... It wasn't, they weren't doing anything too ambitious with the film. Um, the story is what carries this film. And uh, it's, I think that from that perspective, I think they did a good job with the budget they had. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of okay. reminds me of the Quentin Tarantino film, um, Reservoir Dogs. Yeah, I could, I, I, I could see that. I do think that movie did a lot of things better. Yes, there was a lot more ambition with Reservoir Dogs than this one. I mean, I wouldn't call it ambition. I would say, like, it was in better hands. <laughs> I mean, hindsight is twenty twenty, right? But, uh, I mean, Kevin Spacey and Brian Singer. Ugh, yikes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but but anyway, um, before we go deeper, let's, uh, let's unravel this big mystery and uh, hear a little synopsis. The greatest trick the devil ever pulled was convincing the world he didn't exist, says conman Kint, drawing a comparison to the most enigmatic criminal of all time, Kaiser Sose. Kint attempts to convince the feds that the mythic crime lord not only exists, but is also responsible for drawing Kint and his four partners into a multi-million dollar heist that ended with an explosion in San Pedro Harbor, leaving few survivors. And there we're back. So yeah, uh, who's Kaiser Sose? Um, and more importantly, who's going to argue for and against this movie? All right, I'm ready for the coin toss. All right, heads or tails? I'm probably going to go with tails. 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 
I'm going to argue for this film. All right. All right. Um, I was kind of hoping you would do that. I think. Really? Yeah. Okay. Wow. Now I'm, I'm in for a surprise. I, <laughs> I didn't feel like arguing against it. I like this film, but I, I'm curious to see where your arguments are going to go. Yeah, I feel like, you know, I, I've I've been on a negative streak with with movies lately, but it's it's like, yeah, I mean, we'll see <laughs> what I come up with. But, uh, um, I mean, if you want to go for the positives, I think I can, I can, I can, I can switch, I can switch roles. I, I don't no, mind going for the negative. No, no, it's fine. I'm, I, I, you know, I was I was just aware of, like, I've been arguing against movies uh, lately, but which is fine. You know, I I enjoy this. <laughs> All right. Uh, I think the next one, if I had the choice, I'll go. I'll go the negative. All right. Just to keep things fresh, fresh, a fresh year and <laughs> fresh perspective. And the witness will address this court as judge or your honor. Your honor, the usual suspects, um, is a movie that doesn't have a lot of rewatch value. It's a ginormous sleight of hands. And uh, it's probably the epitome of unreliable narrator that we see in this movie. And what we end up with is a big shocking twist that nobody could see coming. But it leaves us with one hour and 40 minutes of a movie that we don't even know if, you know, the events that were presented to us actually happened. Um, So... Kaiser Sose being Kevin Spacey is on paper, I think, an interesting twist because he's telling everybody what they want to hear and it's it's a big con in a way and he gets away with it. But I, f- I feel conned by this movie. I feel like we're taken along this ride with this group of misfits and gangsters that uh, take jobs and jobs but I feel like I cannot believe any of this at the end of the day anymore and I guess that that may be the point it may be the point that we are supposed to not believe any of this but I also think it's a huge waste of time then because it's like none of this like how, do we know how much of this happened we only know that yes something blew up and there were dead people on the ship but uh, I don't think we can even trust the version that he's telling us in the, you know, and, and the cops, essentially. So my argument essentially is that this movie is just a whole bunch of nothing because nothing is really reliable. So it's a waste of time for me. I think it's an interesting um dilemma that we have here you call this movie a waste of time i call this movie a perfectly crafted uh crime thriller to um kind of beat your expectations it's a massive uh finger to anybody who expects a mo- a- any story going in and uh, what draws you into this film is the acting by uh, Kevin Spacey, who plays a, a relatively convincing character who feels um, to be shut down by the cops, um, who is uh, providing a con that ultimately leads to his success um, at the very end of the film. I think that the the characters are compelling enough in this char- in this movie. I think that the idea of the Kaiser Sose character, um, who is um, a red herring, actually, I don't think it actually exists. Um, yeah. But he is given such pomp and uh, magnificence in this film uh, that you feel it co- compelling. Um, to at least appreciate how this movie was crafted. I think the movie was very well made um, from the intense police interrogations to the way the characters react in every scene. Um, and the end um, was a good, uh, a good finale to what has ultimately been um, 
what you would call a waste of time for the people who watch it because we never figure out what happened in the boat. And I think that was the whole point of the film. So from that perspective, we're watching a big con. Um, and I think if this is what the director was trying to do, I think he was able to succeed significantly in doing so. So let's let's talk about Kaiser Sose because I think the idea is that it is somebody that Kevin Spacey made up, right? The Kevin Spacey character. And he's running this con. Um, the problem I have with that idea, well, I think the idea that, uh, at face value is, is interesting, right? If, if you talk about this is a movie uh, about a con man that's, that's really messing with, uh, not with regular people, but with gangsters and, and the cops, that's an interesting movie to explore. However, um, Kaiser Sose is that idea has grown into the biggest kingpin of the United States. We're led to believe that, right? And I find that not very believable that there's not. So, in order for that to work, you need a lot of money and you need a lot of people that. And and you need people that are in the know to kind of keep on churning this idea, right? Um, I I understand there's there's the myth, the legend, and nobody knows if he's real. Um, that aspect to, to it, but in order to to get that status on a on a countrywide level, you need to to pull some crazy crazy tricks, right? And, and and crazy heists and whatever jobs you can come come up with. And I think for a team of two, which is Kevin Spacey and the um, the the lawyer dude, uh, I don't. I'm not convinced that that's possible to pull off. Uh, especially when we see Kevin Spacey's character being like deeply involved in all of these uh, cons and tricks and jobs that are more often than not, not going the way that he was planning out for. And uh, it, it puts him in great danger, right? So it's like, I th it feels very micromanaging if if you want to portray, you know, like this, this Uber mob boss that's in the shadows, but then you are deeply ingrained in the actual day-to-day -day job. Um, and I feel like that doesn't scale well with Silicon Valley people. It's like, you know, all this, none of this scales. <laughs> and, and, and like to, you know, to get to that level, I don't think you can be so deeply involved in, in the con itself. If part of the con is to build up this, this character that, that this leader person that, that throws these crazy heists, right? I mean, we're talking about like crazy amount of money too. Right? So it's, I'm, I'm, I'm fundamentally, I think the idea is interesting, but the execution is not convincing. And uh, which is why, probably why the, the twist works, because it's like, what? I, I didn't see this coming, because how could you? Because it doesn't make any sense. You know, one of the interesting parts of this film, you mentioned rewatchability. Uh, I've seen this film, I think I'd only seen this film once, and I knew what the twist was. I think that rewatching this film again, um, I could see a lot of things that I missed in the first time around. Um, for example, when um, Kevin Spacey is initially brought into the room and we see him scanning the whole board, uh, looking from top to bottom, trying to make up his story at that exact point. Um, I think it's not something that I noticed um, the first time I watched it. But, you know, on rewatch, I think that it's like you start to notice all this um, small things. I mean, Giancarlo Esposito was also in this film. I didn't even realize that he was in this film. Um, and he's gone up to be one of uh, Hollywood's major villains in, you know, in the future. Uh, or should I say currently? Um, I think that uh, the characters, uh, especially the one... Um, let's first talk about Kevin Spacey. I, I think that I, I, think I, I should probably spend some time talking about uh, Kevin Spacey in this film. First of all, I think that the key plays 
the character of somebody who is a crime, who is in crime, who is manipulative, extremely manipulative, but can also be dangerous. We see him, um, when we first see him, it's like we see all this able-bodied guys, or should I say ableist guys, uh, criminals, and we wonder why he's uh, he's amongst them. You know, he's he's walking in, his leg dragging behind him. He doesn't fit the profile. And as the movie goes on, we see, you know, when uh, Gabriel Byrne was trying to get the suitcase from one of the characters in the car, and Kevin Spacey just stands in the back and pulls the trigger, you know that he given the opportunity, would pull the trigger um, if he meant that he achieved his goals. So at no point did I feel like Kevin Spacey was the odd one out in this list of characters. We also figure out that he's very smart. Um, and the fact that Kevin Spacey was able to play that range of characters for this specific character, um, or should I say range of emotions for this specific character, is an achievement uh, for him. I think he did a great job of it. Um, all the other characters were a little bit, you know, flat, but some of them were f- quite interesting. Every single time we saw Benicio Del Toro in this, in the scene, he provided a little bit of humor. Uh, Gabriel Byrne uh, played the cool straight suit character and he was effective um, talking about the love of his life and playing up his interest with his uh, lawyer girlfriend. Um, trying to become a better person, but being drawn in. So I think that the characters, from the perspective of this film, was was very well um, was very well balanced. And this movie is not too long either. It's just an hour forty six, very swift, um, and very quick. Dave Kujan, played by Chas Palminiteri, was also captivating every time he was on the scene. He was menacing. He was. Um, extremely uh what do you call it um uh pompous and he looked down on the character of kevin spacey and that was his downfall um i i think that the movie was very well made the characters were very interesting and the story was intriguing even if it was all made up i think that i was entertained from the very beginning to the very end I mean, I guess, like, my question is, as you indicated, like, the the character that Kevin Spacey is portraying, verbal, he's this person with the, with the limp, you know, like, some, some kind of disability. And he's been known to be that guy within the crime community. And I guess it, it, it again goes back to, to my point of like, in order to get that reputation, you need to do this for a long time and you need to pull it off convincingly for a very, very long time, right? To, to have that, um, that recognition among your peers in a way, right? Um, you either need to do that for a long time or you need to pull heists that make you kind of legendary, right? But then why would you not have a, be- a better status? Because it always seemed like everybody was looking down on him, um, you know, too. And, and I mean, that benefits him because he's more able to blend in and all. So, again, I it's it's like on a fundamental level, I think the the idea of this, this con man kind of blending in and kind of, Putting himself in and and like running, running the con while he's just a bystander in the group is interesting, but I don't think it works on a logical level that much. Um, and I think I also think that somebody who who plays that role for such a long time to con people would not just walk out the police station, go down a block, and then lose lose the act um, because it's way too risky so, so so you know like on a fundamental level i think if if you it it's it's a movie that is con- 
convincing enough if you don't if you don't think about a lot of these things but then once you start kind of questioning uh, like the logistics of things or like how 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 he's able to pull these things off uh, i think this movie falls apart very quickly and that's kind of disappointing but i, I think while i agree while I, I i agree that a lot of the things were convenient in some sense or another i think that the entertainment value it draws um is significant watching him transform as he walked to his car at the very end of the film still brings up levels of oohs and ahs like oh man watching this guy who has been you know transformed from the person who we've um looked down on throughout the film um to this guy who is lighting a cigarette and stepping into the car uh i think that the transformation was um was very well done and i also think that the idea uh that all the things he was saying, all the all the names he was pulling were from the board, Kobayashi, um, all those characters uh, that he pulled from the board. I think everything was done effectively. I honestly think that the character of Kaiser Sose was a was not real, and you know, Verbal knew that it wasn't real, but he played him up. It was a red herring for the police to just keep uh, looking at. Um, and I think that it also gave the Hungarians an out. So, you know, the character of um, uh, the the character played by Giancarlo Esposito mentioned that he's heard about Kaiser Sose from multiple people within the force, from street-level crimes. Nobody knows who he is because he kills everyone. Um, he has a big character. He has a big... Um, a big shadow over the film. But I also think that the movie uses it quite effectively to kind of deflect from the realities uh, that, you know, maybe there was really no Kaiser Sose and maybe the character of Verbo was using that as a red herring to be able to achieve the crime. And I think watching him at the very end walk to his car, you know, as convenient as it may have been, it definitely brings in a lot of like, oh, wow, what else did I miss in this film? And I let me go check that out. Well, what about this? What what about this? What about, you know, um, all the things that we're exposed to throughout this film? How does that play into the con? Have I been conned? I think it was effective in getting that idea that, you know, this has all this movie was just a basic misfire. Um, from the perspective of nothing in the story that we heard was actually the reality of what um, what really happened, um, except the fact that you know multiple people were dead. That's the only thing uh, that was true. I I, I think that uh, while you may argue that it's convenient, I do think that it plays into the entertainment factor quite well. So, so, or, so, do you think that Kaiser Sose is just a myth that Verbal is feeding off of, or do you believe that Kaiser Sose is a myth that Verbal created and using as a con? I like can't more, say, you know, passive versus active, like in creation of this. I can't say for sure. Um, for one thing that I'm quite sure of is that Verbal is not Kaiser Sose, even though he was um, portrayed in the film that he was, you know, at the very end when he had the hat on and he shot the character of Gabriel. But it seemed like he was. But I think that he was just feeding off the, the character. I think Kaiser Sose is any character that has double-crossed anybody. And you can just feed off the reputation of him. Um, I, I mean, we all, we heard the story of Kaiser Sose about him being Turkish, um, killing off his family. Uh, I don't think that story is plausible. Um, I think that it's more likely that the Hungarians just assumed it was Kaiser Sose, uh, because we all know that, you know, um, uh, Verbal will do anything to eventually get what he wants, which is, 
he would go any distance. He just shot somebody in the head uh, in the car just to get a box, uh, a briefcase. I, I think he, the character of Verbo was going to do whatever it takes to get what he wants. So anybody could have assumed he was Kaiser Suse, but I don't think he is. He, he's just playing off the reputation of Kaiser Suse. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, because I, I feel like they... Um, made it out to be that the Kevin Spacey character is Kaiser Sose. So th and that's what, what I'm basing my my thoughts on, right? And I, I think, I believe that's kind of the general kind of um, thought um, process of the, about this movie, that he's, you know, he's a con man. Like, that. essentially, this is this is like a, a, a con movie, right? Yeah. Uh, re repackaged in... And all this, and and the biggest con they run with this movie is uh, on on us as the audience. Yes, true. I agree right. with that. Right. So, but but that's what I'm saying. Like, if 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 I th if we're led to believe that Kevin Spacey is built like has created this myth of Kaiser Sose, the greatest villain and and you know bad baddie uh, in in America, then I think this movie falls completely apart. Right? Yeah. If 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 you don't believe that, and if you just believe he's he's kind of a bottom feeder fish that's just you know feeding on the scraps of of this idea of Kaiser associate, you know that's kind of how he's deflecting um, from his own con. I think that makes it a little more um, successful, but I don't think that's what they have us believe. So that's why I'm still thinking it like the more you think about it the, the worse it gets <laughs> i'm i'm good I, I, I will say that from the impression i had was the kaiser Sose existed idea of kaiser Sose existed in the criminal world multiple people had got ex experienced the idea of kaiser Sose, um and i don't think that the I don't think the character of what do you call it, um, Kevin Spacey knew, uh, felt he was Kaiser Sose. But once they brought the name Kaiser Sose up, this reaction in the office when the um, when the officer um, when the character of um, what's his oh, man. Uh, when the officer came in and it's like, tell me about Kaiser Sose, and the guy was like, punches the table. Uh, puts his fist in his like, oh man, you know, he said something different, but um, that kind of scene, like at that particular point, he had to change his story to match the reality that Kaiser Sose was in the boat. And I think that at that point, he was just creating a dynamic story that kind of fits with the um, character of Kaiser Sose. That's what I think. Um, I don't think um, he went in if he had been able to tell the story without inputting Kaiser Sose, he would have actually finished that whole interrogation without ever mentioning him. But the fact that the Hungarian brought him up kind of made him play that role. So that's that's my expectation. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Where where I could see my faltering is the fact that there was a there was somebody in the room who felt like they could identify who Kaiser Sose was. Um, but I think that could also be a red herring. Um, do, do you think the, the sketch, they, they made, like, looked like Kevin Spacey? I don't know. I, I didn't see the resemblance, but I also felt like, I don't know, could it be? It could be. I didn't see the full resemblance. Yeah. But... I think that it was closer to him than any other character in the film. Yeah, but but that also made is made out to be like, oh, it's this guy, right? Like, mm -hmm. uh, like, uh, like uh, I've, I, I think the reaction we see of of um, the Giancarlo Esposito's character to that that mock-up is like, oh, we had him, right? Mm -hmm. Um. And I just didn't feel like it was that convincing. Um, I I didn't either. You know, and yeah, I mean, I, I, and I guess the the big revelation that 
all the names are taken from the wall behind him and all. Um, what does it tell you? It just tells you that that he lies, right? Yeah. But it doesn't necessarily tell you that he is. He has done like bigger things, I guess. So, yeah, like I said, the, the more I think about it, the more it kind of falls apart for me. <laughs> like it, it, it works, and I'm happy to talk about it more. Like my my deeper thoughts on why I think it it works in parts, but like in a general sidebar. But um, from from, from um. Uh, you know, not liking this perspective. I think the 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 more you think about it, and the more you kind of try to figure out motivations, and and you know, the more it doesn't make sense because the way the the cops react to the name Kaiser Sose is so extreme, and they get so trigger happy in a way, mm. right? Of like, oh, we almost have him. So that leads me to believe there's been a lot of stuff that is um credited to this kaiser sose kingpin right and then we have the lawyer character who's working closely with kaiser sose who's picking up kevin spacey at the end right so 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 again that leads us to believe that kevin spacey is the 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 kaiser sose but for him for kaiser sose to have that renowned um mythology around him that the cops drop everything it's like he said Kaiser Sose right um we almost have him with this close um makes it not believable for me that somebody like even as as great of a con man verbal is uh, would be able to pull that off without other people knowing that's him at some point because you you do need some some staff and you need to to pull some heights, not in the local level, but kind of more on a on a countrywide level, to get that no no uh, like that that aura around you to to have that name recognition, right? Like like any rapper on SoundCloud that's small, right? People would not be like, oh my god, right? But but you need to have some some kind of fame, pull some stunts for for people to recognize you, and then if the cops are that excited to hear your name. That tells me that he's done some major stuff, but then it's either has he always been so integrated in 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 these big heists and kind of micromanaging them from the inside? That would be weird, right? Because like, why is this one random person always involved? <laughs> and if 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 that's not the case, like, what is he? Do you know because it seems like he wants to be involved in these in these things so so yeah like i said the more i think about it the, the more it falls apart from me um i think that so i can't i can't i can't i i can't believe that the character of kaiser sose was real i think if we actually believe that then this movie falls apart because I'm, it doesn't make sense yeah, no, um, I'm not. I'm. I'm not saying that the character Kaiser Sose is real. Mm-hmm. I think. I think Kevin Spacey's character made that multiple things, right? Um, mm-hmm. the, the the Kevin Spacey character created that myth. That's the biggest con he's running, essentially. Yeah, right. But my point is, in order to sell that myth, you need to pull some serious stuff in order for people to believe it. Right, you cannot just say, "Oh, this Kaiser Sose person is like the most violent, brutal kingpin. He murdered his family, like to to get out ahead." And then all of a sudden, these all these crime people will be like, "Oh crap, he's a serious dude. That's scary. I'm scared." And then whenever you hear the name, all of a sudden it's like, "Oh my god, it's him!" Right. So, so I think in order to sell that con. You need to pull some some serious stuff, and I don't believe that he did. He, he was able to do that, and which is why I don't believe any of this movie. Which is why mm. I think this movie kind of doesn't work. Yeah, I mean, the that whole the whole Kaiser associating is, I think it's a red herring. I don't think he exists because the moment we assume he does, everything just seems to fall apart. I, because then it's like, okay, what's the point of Kaiser associate coming in there? Kaiser Sose wants to kill the only person who knew who he was. He goes on the boat. 
and being there means that more people would know who he is. Uh, if anybody else survives, then it's pointless. The Hungarian guy is able to identify him, you know. So it's like, you know, he also mentioned in the film, uh, Kevin Spacey is like one of the things that uh, the devil, one of the greatest tricks the devil did is making sure, uh, making people believe you don't exist. Um, I think that idea is um, is very prominent because I think that statement itself is a red herring. Uh, by making that statement, he wants you to make us, he wants the audience to make us believe that there's some guy, Kaiser Sose, who controls all evil. Everybody is wary of him in the underworld. Uh, but he's so good at what he does that nobody believes he exists, but he does exist and he does bad things. It doesn't, I would say that the movie would fall apart if you start to think of it from that perspective. I would say that what makes it easier is probably to not think of Kaiser Sose. Just think of him as just existing in the periphery of all the mayhem that we see. That he's not a real character, but he's a, you know, is a red herring that everybody can point to that does all the crimes. Because I, I think the movie falls apart if you begin to say, okay, cool. Kevin Spacey is Kaiser Sose. No, it's not. Uh, who is Kaiser Sose? Who sent Kevin Spacey to kill the guy? It, the movie doesn't like you. And I think I'm playing into your into your hands here. Um, so I'm just going to say the movie's entertaining. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> so is Disney's uh, Frozen. <laughs> yeah. The movie is entertaining and uh, the characters are good. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, dude. Anyway, should we talk about it a little more in the, in the sidebar? Yeah, let's talk about it in the... Yeah. Okay. Overruled. Sidebar. Guilty. Speculation. Hearsay. Bailiff. Briefcase. Disregard. In my chamber. Stop Beaver on the witness. Arrest. We could totally be lawyers. <laughs> so... All right. Go on. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> no, no, no. Go ahead, please. So have I been entertained by this movie? Yes. All right. Like I think it's a it's an entertaining movie. It's a compelling movie. It's it's kind of like even if you watch it again, it's it is like you mentioned, it is kind of fun to to watch Kevin Spacey do his thing. And you can see how subtly he tries to pick up on clues and all that, right? From from the interrogation and, and just kind of tries to to work with what he's got. Um the you know, I there's little sort of things he does that that are very good. I still stand by um, what I said earlier with like the more you think about it, the worse this movie gets. I think uh, because we because we are so led to believe that Kaiser Sose is a real thing, and because the cops act the way they act, hearing his name, it's getting problematic to sell me the con more and more because in some shape or form like even even if it's just a myth of of kaiser sose but in some shape or form um something needed to happen for this myth to make it to that status and notoriety and i cannot buy that uh, the Kevin Spacey character um, would be able to pull that off. And again, like that's that's ultimately up up for debate, right? If 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 he is Kaiser Sose, I do think anything that I read online is kind of interpre- interpreting the movie to be like that. And I think there is clues that lead us to believe that. But then fundamentally, I don't believe that that he's this active agent that is promoting promoting the myth of Kaiser Sose. Um, it would be a different thing, again, if if he's just feeding off of that existing myth and using it for himself. But I don't feel like you see anything that would lead me to believe that. And that's kind of, that, that's kind of one of my problems with it. Right? Like we, It's up for interpretation. But on a fundamental level, that interpretation informs how convinced i am by the movie 
So that makes it challenging for me. I mean, I think that um, <clears throat> I don't think this movie is perfect for sure. There is a lot of things that don't make sense. The interrogations of the officers don't make sense. The fact that, you know, this guy was able to walk away with a plea deal where he wasn't facing anything except uh, gun charges after 25 people were pulled out from a scene like that doesn't make any sense. Um, the idea that nobody knows why they were even in there. Was it a cocaine deal or was it a $91 million deal? Doesn't make sense. Um, the fact that the cops were, that Kaiser Sose was so integrated into all their lives, he could pull out files, talk about uh, who they're married to, they've been watching um, all these people for years. Doesn't make any sense. But is it entertaining? Yes, it's entertaining. It's interesting to watch an all-powerful being in the background playing everybody like a fiddle. Um, and, uh, yeah, that's... They definitely built up the character of Kaiser Sose in this film. Like you said, if you think about it too much, you will begin to see the cracks in the film. But I, I think that what holds it up is generally, I think this movie is, is a little bit below surface. It's like, it's not surface deep. Um, there's a little bit of depth to this, but I think if you claw your way past that shallow depth, you can begin to see significant flaws. And I think that the writing is okay. The converse, the acting, the selling of the characters is superb. Um, from the entertainment perspective, but I don't think that uh, this movie, if you sit down and scrutinize like the motivations of some of the characters, it makes any sense. Um, I mean, there's even brown face in that film too. Uh, and I, uh, a lawyer who is um, goes by the name Kobayashi, basically Japanese with Indian accents, um and a Welsh I don't know I don't know played by a Welsh actor I didn't understand that whole thing um and we see him at the end and it's like I I wanted him to say something to try to see if this character is consistent with the one that we are introduced to in the stories but I don't think it is um it's I think it's interesting uh and also the fact that and I think we talked about this earlier in the film. There, there are no women with any urgency in this film at all. This world is a world portrayed by men. Um, and there's a lot of aggression um, by men. Uh, and it basically feels like it's a film written by men for men to watch. Uh, the only character that that is... Uh, there are two major characters. One is a, a female doctor whose role in the film was just to come in and shake her head. And the lawyer who was just there to help the man find uh, a positive life and just uh, somebody who the man can look to and go, oh, man, I wish I could save myself for you. Um, so I don't I, I, I think that the, the movie is interesting from a story perspective, but I feel like uh, it feels on a number of fronts. Um, but the question is, is it entertaining? Would I watch it again? The answer is yes. Um, and like Reservoir Dogs, this movie does hold hold water. I was per per perfectly intrigued by the story. Uh, I, I think you touch on, on, on a couple of points, right? The, the the problem I have is, like, this is number 40 or something on the list, right? So it has a lot of flaws, I think it's is what I'm hearing from you, and is gonna what I indicate uh, outlined as well. Yeah, it's number four, mm -hmm. right? So it's um, with all these flaws, can we still say, hey, you know, number forty on the top two fifty movies uh, is warranted, right? Like, like I. I had a bunch of problems just kind of from a from a character fundamental. Like the, the, you you said the exact things that I said about the Kobayashi character, where it's like none of this makes sense. It, like and on the, in the construction of it, right? Because it's like his accent was weird; it didn't work. Um, 
during like one of his monologues i i asked my husband is like what what accent is that supposed to be and he said well some kind of posh something it's like but i i don't buy that right like it 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 just doesn't doesn't work um the most successful person is kevin spacey and i think he he shines in this his performance is really good but all the other people, like, there's just a lot of weird stuff with accents. Like, this is all in LA, in LA right? From, if I like, figure this out, this is all playing in LA, right? Mm-hmm. So why do the cops all have, like, New York accents? Um, at least that's how I kind of read it. It's like, I don't know. So, so that didn't work for me. And and like I said, like two female characters that are listed on IMDb, uh, I don't think the doctor has any speaking lines. I don't remember if she does. Um, good for her if she got one line. Uh, and the lawyer is also just accessory, right? And it's kind of wild. Like, yes, it's a ninety-five movie, but still, like, could we not have like a female part of the gang? Um, but you know, it's it's just a reflection of the time, I suppose, and a reflection of Brian Singer, which, in hindsight, tells us a lot that it's all a boys club. But you know, so it's like from that that perspective, I just don't think this is like the top forty movie of all time because I I think it's so flawed, uh, and the more you think about it and talk about it, the the, the worse it gets. And that's mm. a problem. Like it's it's kind of running in the same vein of of all movies that have the big twist at the end, right? Because then ultimately, it's always like, do they have a solid uh, rewatchability factor, right? And then we we talked a bunch of those movies uh, on the show, and some are better than others. And mm-hmm. this gains. That you can kind of look into how Spacey um, worked with that kind of character that he was given, and I think that's fascinating to watch just from a from from a craft perspective. But from a story perspective, <clears throat> it gets worse, and that's a problem. So, I mean, I I'm going to disagree with you on this. I I, I think that having seen the film once before and rewatching it. I think the movie does a good job of um uh being rewatchable. There are a couple of things that I couldn't um um I couldn't I didn't notice the first time I watched it. Remember just like, you know, the way he was playing with the cops at the beginning where he for example trying to light his cigarette um and watching that stuff, the lighter fall from his hand and him looking up and going, Oh, could you please help me with the cigarette? And at the very end when he's walking through the crowd and he lights his own cigarette and you're going, Huh, even this character, you know, it's like you you wanna watch and try to see is there anything he did that gave himself that gave him away throughout the film? Um I I think this movie is good. I think it deserves to be where it's at. Maybe a little lower, but I think that it's within the range that I would expect it to be. Um, I think it's entertaining, and I think that if the goal is to have an entertaining film, this movie does a good job of it. Um, and in, I, I would say I, I would I I disagree that this movie should not be on the list at all. I mean, that's not necessarily what I what I tried to say, I guess. But but I think it doesn't deserve to be number forty because it is too flawed for that. No, I think this movie is number 40 because it's flawed. I think that when you're at this particular point in the film, uh, in the film list, I mean, this is probably why the rest of this movie list is probably going to be more interesting, is that we can scrutinize the reasons why this movie isn't higher on the list. Um, And we can go through the flaws and try to pinpoint things. Um. I think that this movie is perfectly set. I think the flaws exist in this film, but the flaws don't un- overwhelm the entertainment value that this movie gives it. So I I th- kind of disagree that it shouldn't be in the four. I think it's perfectly set. It's like 
this movie has flaws. We see the flaws. We can talk about the flaws. But is it interesting? I think it is. It's a really good film, despite the fact that you've watched it twice now and you can still feel entertained by it. That's that's my position. All right. All right. Agree to disagree. That's uh I mean, this is a, I mean it's good when we agree to disagree because we're not I mean, it's no it's no a wonderful life, you know, where yeah. we both agree <laughs> that this movie doesn't deserve to be where it's at. Uh I think the 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 the, the division gives good arguments to why this movie probably is 40th because you can have people go in and point out to the flaws and people who think that this movie shouldn't be as high because it's flawed have a real good argument to make and people who feel totally entertained by it um have a good point to make about it as well and i think and i think you know the low the more we go through this list the more interesting it's going to be for us to decide where this movie falls each movie falls well, I mean, I, I feel like, you know, us being split on this is kind of the perfect opportunity for our audience to chime in. Yeah, I, I would be very, I'll be very curious to see what they have to say. Maybe they have somebody who they feel won the argument. Um, they they have perspectives they want to share. It will be interesting to hear from you guys. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, Next up, The Prestige. Mm. I saw that movie recently too. Um, all right, it'll be interesting to talk about it. Talk about <laughs> talk about movies with flaws. Uh, <laughs> How dare you, it's Christopher Nolan? He has no flaws. <laughs> oh my god! I'm gonna tell you one of the things that I one of the things that I have always said about Christopher Nolan is that he knows how to make a movie that looks extremely entertaining on the surface, but it's like when you start digging deep. Uh, you start to see, okay, this doesn't make any sense. This guy kill, killed so much of himself just to. Oh, okay, let's let's save the conversations <laughs> for next week. Um, all right, <laughs> all right. Um, so folks can reach us on all the social media platforms, but we prefer Twitter on at Movie Mistrial. Um, also you can reach us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram on this. And if you want to send us an email, you can send us, uh, email to contact at moviemistrial.com. All right. Um, that's all I have for this week. Um, it's been good chatting with you yeah. and, uh, I'm looking forward to having, uh, the conversation about the prestige in the next episode. Yeah. Sounds good. Happy holidays. Uh, have a good new year and, uh, talk to you in the next one. Ciao, guys.